Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Gary Boomershine. He is the president of realestateinvestor.com. Uh, welcome to the Money Answer Show, Gary. Jordan, it's a pleasure. So happy to be here and also with all of your followers. This is a uh... I appreciate the opportunity to be back on your show. Indeed. It's been quite a while. And just give us a brief history of how you got to where you are today in forming realestateinvestor.com before we get into it. Certainly. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm a native of California, the San Francisco Bay Area. I grew up in a super entrepreneurial family. Uh, and we had a real estate brokerage. Um, I, uh, at a very young age, I was a licensed agent when I turned 18. I, I'm now, that was in 1987, three weeks after turning 18 and actually paid for college by, uh, you know, door knocking and learning the real estate business. But also we had a whole portfolio of rental properties. And so I learned from the ground up and wasn't completely, uh, you know, Silicon Valley, the whole uh, dot com movement was going on. And I really went that direction. I got a computer engineering degree. And uh, ended up uh, spending time working for Accenture, which is a, one of the largest technology consulting firms. And then four startups from the ground up, one that was on the cover of Fortune magazine and went public. I was employee 12. But it was really 2004. Um, we had two small babies. I had a two-month-old and a four-year-old. My wife and I said, you know what? This is no life. I was loving what I was doing, but it was 90-hour work weeks and you know, being inside of buildings and all over the world, but never seeing the light. And we said, you know what, let's go back to basics and do what we, our families know and got into real estate. So I went full-time real estate investing in 2004 and uh, I love it. I actually started a, uh, a business called realestateinvestor.com. We're the largest marketer in the real estate niche. We've done, uh, we do a massive amount of marketing for investors and agents, real estate agents that are you know, looking for deal flow, buyers, sellers, and uh, so I'm still active in that business and um, very active on the real estate side. You know, it's a very interesting time <laughs> on the real estate side. So I can just say I'm very much focused when I coach people on real estate. It's like I do the three P's right now, which is you want to protect, you want to pivot, and then profit uh, specifically around this kind of interesting timeline. I'm a little bit of a Peter Schiff known in the real estate niche, I'm probably yes. a little bit more of a naysayer in terms of, you know, everybody's in real estate, you know, nobody can lose. And I think that uh, real estate is also a cycle. And I think that we are at a particular interesting time where people should be watchful and uh, being prudent in their investing. And, you know, at the end of the day, I love, I love the, you know, non Wall Street asset classes, things that are all around us, and you can value them in real estate or lending is a wonderful way of um, you know, financial freedom and also a lifestyle that most of us entrepreneurs have been looking for. All right, so let's talk about the real estate cycle. So from an investor's point of view, it seems like there's a tremendous shortage of inventory, both for people to buy and for investors. Prices have gone up dramatically. It seems like the demographics are pushing more and more people to want to buy and there's just not enough inventory available. That would seem like a pretty hard environment for investors to profit in if you're competing against all these buyers. And even to add into that, you've got all these Wall Street firms, REITs and others buying entire neighborhoods with cash, 
So just kind of give us a, a appraisal of where things stand in the investor real estate market right now. Yeah, I, I want to start, and I did this on your show, and I've probably been talking about this for the last four years. Real estate, if we look historically, real estate has been a seven-year cycle for about 100 years. Uh, in fact, if you go and you look at it, it's actually almost to the day, to what's called the Shemitah calendar, That's it's almost to the day. So what I've also stated is, these changes have not been natural supply and demand. They're usually been what I've been terming a boogeyman event. Now, you can, you know, people can look at that anyway. It's just my term, which is just an artificial event. I also, you know, we have a fiat currency, Federal Reserve money. And so, you know, 9-11 was an example of a correction. And then 2008 with the mortgage collapse. And if we just go back, we look 100 years, it's been a seven-year cycle. This, this cycle has gone on. Now we're at year 13. And I'm seeing a lot of very similar, similar characteristics as we saw uh, back in 2007 and 8. So a lot of people are like, hey, this is the new normal. Real estate is always going to go up. I don't think that's the case. I think that the new boogeyman event that we have is called COVID. That's what I'm going to term it. And you are seeing some massive inflationary, you know, you know, moves right now. 15% of all properties being purchased are being purchased by large corporations. BlackRock, Van, yeah. Vanguard, you've got Zillow out there. There's, you know, Zillow lost a billion dollars uh, last year. And it's like, so they're playing the game for the long haul. But as the small investor, I think that this is a time where there's going to be a point in time where, you know, the musical chairs or the music is going to stop and people are going to be looking for their chair. And I think that, you know, people should be very prudent in how they're looking at properties. I mean, there's an old saying, Jordan, I, I grew up with this, and that is when, you know, it's, it's back to what Warren Buffett says, you know, buy low, sell high, right? <laughs> if you're real estate investing, you want to follow the local laws, state local laws and federal statutes, and then you don't want to lose investor money. And I think people are buying and doing things that are fairly crazy right now, and I think that a lot of people are going to get hurt. My speculation is that there will be a point in time here, and they're not too long, where we're going to see most of the coastal areas, I think we're going to see a lot of supply back on the market, which are foreclosures. Foreclosures, bank-owned properties, so the supply is going to drive those prices down for a short period of time, and then I think that's going to be followed by massive inflation. So what I'm coaching my, my students and people who follow me is, hey, be very prudent. This is a time to not just jump in and buy anything because that's typically what people do at the peak of a market, a euphoric market like we were having. But be prudent. And I think there, it, ultimately you want to be looking at your asset class. Can you sustain a, a down market for 18 months? And if you can, great. I know a lot of people are buying free and clear properties. They're buying prudently. The, the fundamentals are all there. But I think ultimately we're going to want to be in assets, specifically real estate, because I think we're going to see a, a turn followed by massive inflationary pressure and appreciation. So like a $300,000 house, house I could see in 10 years being $3 million. That's right. what happens when, you, you know, when you're printing money at ungodly proportions. So I, I've... I, I'm more of a naysayer. I think this is yeah. a really good time to be very watchful and make smart decisions and not just jump in. I know a lot of us in my, you know, in my community, that's what we're thinking as well. And if you if you can't sustain a downturn, be very watchful. <laughs> Let's specifically talk about how COVID has affected the real estate market. Some people would say that it's caused a massive inflation 
in suburban and exurban uh, housing because people have been leaving the cities and central city prices have been going down because people are not wanting to be there for crime and for health and other kinds of reasons like they're able to work remotely. So why don't you say, what? how do you think COVID has affected the real estate market for investors? Oh, well, I'll give you a perfect example. I mean, we, we were in the San Francisco Bay Area. So uh, with, with all the shutdowns and the craziness that's gone on in the Bay Area, a lot of people have been moving out of San Francisco and they've been able to work remotely, which has put massive, you know, uh, ma- you know uh, an absolute seller's market. So like our house that we sold, we unloaded, by the way. We decided that we were originally going to leave California altogether. There's a mass exodus in California from what's going on here. But we decided, hey, you know what? We're going to get completely out of debt. Uh, we sell a large mortgage. And so just as a factor for our, for, we ended up putting our house $100,000 higher than right before COVID, just on the market turn. And then we ended up taking a $200,000 over asking price. It was insane. You know, they just shut down the open houses. The typical open houses weren't even available. So we're seeing a big, on some of these coastal areas, just you know, massive change. There's a lot of Silicon Valley money and a massive amount of printed money, free printed you know, fiat currency that's been printed. So it's given people the ability of you know, being able to go out and buy. I think you know, it's, it's, a lot of people are getting you know, great rates, the, just similar to 2007 and eight. I mean, the, we haven't seen interest rates this low in, you know, almost history. Um, and so I've seen that. The other pressure that, the other big thing, I, I just read this this morning, I was looking at some of the reports that I believe that there's $2 billion in back rent payments that yes. uh, owners, right? So when the, when all the printing of money goes away, which is, in my perspective, is, is right in front of us, that there's going to be, you know, there's going to be judgment and somebody's going to be paying for it. And you have businesses, you know, a third of the businesses, as an example, in the state of California, a third of them have actually shut, will not open. Yeah. Um, right. So, you know, it's, you've got this crazy, you know, situation where the market's going nuts, yet the, you know, none of the fundamentals work. So I think we're going to look back with many black swans, black swan being so obvious, <laughs> right? And I think that a lot of the retail, I think a lot of the businesses are going to be imp- impacted. They've taken on massive amounts of debt that they ultimately won't be able to pay back. Those those mortgages won't be made. And I think we're going to see foreclosures, you know, at a pretty substantial level. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, we could never see 2008 again. I actually think that this could, this person, personally, from my perspective, this could be deeper than 2008. Yeah. It's just a matter of when the supply hits the market and when the money printing stops. Yeah, very good. All right, we're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Gary Boomershine. He's an expert on real estate investing. Uh, his uh, uh, website is realestateinvestor.com. We'll be back after this. I write a great deal since I've done 13 books, given many speeches, and I'm constantly writing emails, blogs, and memos of all types. I often have to write under deadline pressure, and I want to make sure that everything I write is correct grammatically and is said as clearly as possible. Now I use an app called WordTune, which makes sure that everything I write is the best it can be. It's like having a writing expert on call at any time to look at my drafts and suggest improvements. Now, I don't have to waste time agonizing over the perfect sentence 
because WordTune offers the best alternatives, uh, and, and I pick the one I like best, and it makes the changes in my text instantly. I was recently writing up a business proposal, and WordTune gave me just the right words to get across why the people I was writing to should approve the deal. You wander over the sentence or the block of text you've just written, and WordTune then suggests ways to improve it. And if I agree, I just click, and the changes are made. Using WordTune makes me confident that what I write will be optimized for maximum impact. What you write impacts how people perceive you, either positively or negatively, so it shapes your prospects for success. That's why it's so important to write as well as possible. WordTune is powered by artificial intelligence, which means it understands the meanings of words as well as the context. So you can feel confident that what you're writing is as smart as you every time. It understands what you're trying to say and suggests ways to say it more clearly, more compellingly, and more authentically. WordTune uses the most advanced language processing technology out there. No other writing tool does what WordTune does. It's a complete game changer. WordTune is ideal for professional writers looking for an edge, managers aiming to make their points more clearly, and students who want to turn in their best work. WordTune works anywhere you're working online, with Google Docs, Slack, Outlook Web, WhatsApp, and many other applications. You can try WordTune for free at wordtune.com slash moneyanswers. Get help today writing your emails, reports, presentations, resumes, blogs, and everything else. Go to wordtune.com slash moneyanswers. Nobody likes the guy who says, I told you so. The guy in 1991 who said to you, invest in the internet. It's going to be huge. Or the guy in 1997 who said, come on, this is going to be big. They call it social media. And the guy in 2009 who said, I'm telling you, man, crypto is real. Now, I'm not going to be that guy who says, I told you so. But I am telling you that there is a 21-year-old international company where you can become a global project partner, earning a passive income doing exactly what you're doing at this moment. No selling, no recruiting clients, no administering a business after hours. Visit www.mypassiveincome.life now. That's mypassiveincome.life. Don't let history repeat itself on this one. Earn a passive income. Now listen again. That's mypassiveincome.life. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Gary Boomershine. He is the founder of realestateinvestor.com 
And you can find out more about what he's talking about at realestateinvestor.com. Welcome back to the show, Gary. Uh, it's great to be here, Jordan. So I hear you have a new book coming out. Tell me about your new book. Yeah, I'm super excited about this. It's in the final editing. It uh, should be released here in the next, probably the next month. But it's called The Freedom Code. And it's really, I, I basically, a lot of people, if they're looking on how to get into real estate and you know fix and flip and rehab or wholesale, I, I tell them this is not the book for you. This is a book more on strategy and all the lessons that I've learned over the last decade. It's a conservative book. What I have found is most entrepreneurs, most people are, who get into real estate are actually looking for financial freedom and a lifestyle. And, uh, this, and, 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 and I've spent a lot of time on the importance of passive income. You know, It was Robert Kiyosaki and Rich Dad Poor Dad that said, the definition of wealthy is when your passive income, your mailbox money coming in month in, month out, is greater than your living expenses, you're con considered wealthy. And I see a lot of real estate investors that are not even real estate investors. They're real estate business operators. They're running a business, and they get lost. And so this book is really around strategy of getting crystal clear on the why real estate, why that, and the what before learning the how. And, you know, that people are really only seven houses. They don't even realize seven houses from being financially independent. And it's, a, it's much more of a conservative approach. Um, I, it's very meaty. It's a faith-based book. Um, you know, the whole purpose, it's been on my bucket list for a decade. And a lot of people say, Gary, you have to get this out. But it's really the fundamental principles, um, best practices on actually how to su survive and thrive and not get lost. It's very easy to get into real estate for you know financial freedom, but get lost in creating nothing more than a job, which is what I call a job just over broke. It's yeah. based on three principles, cash now, cash flow, and cash later, and how to look at each asset class. Really, almost you know, looking at it from a finance game and a, and a game of leverage, but not just leverage on money, but leveraging of other people's time and experiences and resources. And so I'm super excited about it. You say that leverage can be one of your best friends in real estate. So just talk about that a little bit. There are different kinds of leverage. I mean, if you're borrowing and the value of the home is appreciating a lot, that works out well. But people saw the downside of leverage in 2008, 2009. So how can le leverage be your best friend but avoiding the downside of it? Yeah, you know, it, it really it's a fundamental game. And that is the fundamentals are, you know, you look at a property, it's like it, there, it may be a rental property. You're going to put it in as a rental property. you got to look at the, you know, the fundamentals of, you know, this is the income that I'm going to make. This is the overall costs. I think most investors are always, I call them speculators. Most investors are always looking at the upside. If you think of bankers, right, and lenders, they're always thinking of the downside. So it's really the fundamentals is looking at both sides, upside and downside. As, Robert, as uh, Warren Buffett said, you know, a true real estate investor is somebody that has money. They buy a physical asset and then they hold it for the long haul, right? They, they're not just, you know, immediately flipping. That's not a true real estate investor. And there's an acronym called IDEAL. Um, I won't go into all of what those mean, but, you know, there's income off of it. There's, there's the appreciation in the long term and also the equity buildup, which is, you know, you have a renter that's paying it down. So, most people are always speculating, looking at, hey, the market's going to always go up. Well, you want to be always looking at it as a conservative approach. You want to look at, okay, what happens if people aren't paying rents, having a vacancy rate? 
and some basic fundamentals. I think this is so much easier than trying to do sort of the Wall Street game, right? You can you can value an asset if something's worth today a million bucks. You know, on Wall Street, you know, you got a PE ratio, so that one million could actually be valued on the market for a hundred million. I I like real estate because it's all around us. It's easy to value, but I think there's just a conservative approach on how to do that. And I, I look back, I, I have a philosophy. A lot of people are doing this full time. They're buying lots of properties. I think keep the best, sell the rest. I think you want to always look at the downside. I like to be thinking of this business from the way a banker would look at it. So it's, you know, fall in love with the cash flow, not with the property. And you, you know, it's, it's really a finance game. And then in terms of leverage, there's good debt and there's bad debt. You want to be able to analyze that. I know somebody that actually took out a one-year loan and, uh, you know, they were speculating on the fact that the property would go out and they'd be able to refinance that out. So I think it's just fundamentals, being conservative. And then on leverage, a lot of people try to do everything themselves. And businesses specifically are built on leverage of leveraging other people and other people's time, experiences, and resources. So um, I, I service Jordan mostly full-time real estate business operators, people that are buying, you know, 10 to, you know, 400 houses a year, um, or real estate agents that are what I call hybrid agents. That's a large percentage of the market. They're full-time. And so what I tell them is, hey, if you're, if you're truly running a real estate business operation, every business needs a CEO. Otherwise, it's a hobby. So it needs a CEO. And if you're going to be doing $10 an hour work, you're going to have a $10 bank account. So it's just the fundamentals. Nothing's new under the sun in real estate. A lot of people try to figure things out themselves. It's like, just follow what already works. And, and then once you get good at it, then repeat it. And, and so I see a lot of people that are, that are doing everything bro backwards. I'll, the last thing I'll say, this is a statistic that 95% of people that get into real estate full time, they, they fail within five years. Um, I actually think that number may, may be even higher. And the reason is, is they break all the fundamentals. So if you do it right, the book that I have, The Freedom Code, is built on not really just what I've learned, but all of my years and all the coaching and mentoring and best practices into, into hey, here are the principles and this is works. It's not the get-rich-quick scheme by any means. It's like, yeah. do this over a longer period of time, <laughs> and you can also build a you know, family economy and you know, generational wealth. Uh, so. so let's talk specifically about cash flow because uh, there's millions of people that have not been able to make their rents. <clears throat> They've had uh, eviction uh, moratoriums that are running out now, and uh, supposedly there's money coming from the federal government, but doesn't seem to be getting to people in any kind of major way. How is that going to be affecting landlords and uh, investors who are not getting the rental income they've been expecting for the last more than a year at this point? Yeah, personally, I think we're going to see a lot, of, a, a substantial number of defaults that are going to be massive, and I think that that, you know, those when there's defaults and the market, that means that the market starts to slow down. People go into default on their mortgage as soon as that goes out. The, you know, the typically the the offers go down, which you know once the prices start to drop in a neighborhood, there's going to be people that are over leveraged. That follows by foreclosures and a massive supply of inventory. That all just fundamentally, you know, there'll be a point in time where it's like this house of cards, you know, starts to fall apart. I don't think we're that far from that right now. There's, um, you know, <clears throat> I'm already, 
we're already seeing, like especially in California, we're seeing the stress fractures. A lot of these business owners, right, that are renting uh, properties in retail centers, they're barely making it. So when they can't make their mortgage, and also we're, we're starting to see a lot more lockdowns coming. So I think we're going to see, you know, massive impact on cash flow. Um, that cash flow means, you know, the rents and the mortgage payments don't get made. And, uh, you know, from my perspective, this is going to be one of the biggest transfers of wealth in history, much greater than 2008. And I think those people that are prepared and they're preparing right now for that may be on the right side of it. And those that aren't are, are going to get wiped out. I, I think there are a lot of people that are massively speculating. They're buying retail. And there's a lot of people that are basically buying, you know, and rehabbing properties that are going to get stuck. And um, those are the, you know, in my in my in my group, we've most of us have been planning for this, and we're just making sure that hey, we're going to buy right. Give you an example, Jordan. I have some very good friends. These guys are an incredibly sophisticated group out of Denver. But they're buying right now in Denver at a break-even, all right? They're not even making any profit on their, on their deals. They were making seventy-five dollars to $100,000 per project about three years ago. They're now breaking even just to keep their teams working. And that is, there's no business fundamental where that makes sense. So those, and those guys have gone and depleted all of their business operating capital. So it's like the game of Monopoly, you know, when... When you run out of money on the board, right, you have to turn over and leverage those properties at pennies on the dollar. I think there's going to be a lot of that in front of us. Um, you know, and, but at the same time, if you can hold and you do this thing right, I think there's going to be incredible buying opportunities followed by massive appreciation. So like I, for me, you know, I've, I've reallocated my assets. We've gotten out of a lot of properties that had too much leverage on them, gone into more of a cash position. I'm doing a lot of lending. So I, I love private lending, which is first position uh, lending, like being the bank. Like instead of Bank of America or Wells Fargo, it's the bank of Gary Boomershine. Yeah. And I lend on money. I lend money that's, you know, with a good down payment and I'm getting great returns that I think are safer than uh, any other asset class that I know of. And so yeah. I'm preparing for a great buying opportunity coming somewhere in the next 12 to 24 months. Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman with the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Gary Boomershine. Uh, his uh, website is realestateinvestor.com, and he's got a new book coming out called The Freedom Code. We'll be back after this. What do you spend on subscriptions every month? Most of us think we spend about $80 a month on subscriptions, but actually we spend closer to $200 a month. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people are saving thousands of dollars a year with Truebill. See all your subscriptions in one place, keep the ones you want, cancel the ones you don't, right from the app. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. No talking to humans, no difficult conversations. There was one guy recently that uh, had, in a matter of seconds, saved over $660 a year on his direct TV bill that he didn't even realize he was paying. Another guy saved $120 a year on his Sirius XM bill. And another one saved $840 a year on their car insurance. Truebill now has over 2 million users that have saved them over $100 million. 
So start canceling your unused subscriptions today at Truebill.com slash Money Answers. Go right now to Truebill.com slash Money Answers. It could save you thousands of dollars a year. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Gary Boomershine. He is the founder of realestateinvestor.com. And you can find out more about what we're speaking about at realestateinvestor.com. Welcome back to the show, Gary. Uh, it's great to be here. Tell us a little bit about what they can find at realestateinvestor.com. Yeah, so realestateinvestor.com, gosh, we've got uh, lots of resources for people, whether they're getting into real estate or the extremely experienced. Um, uh, lately, we have this new group of people. About 20% of our clients are what I call hybrid agents. These are agents that realize that the real estate brokerage is substantially changing. They're competing with companies that are what are called the iBuyers, uh, Zillow, Open Door, And so they're being, <clears throat> these hybrid agents are coming in direct to seller with cash offer, where instead of having to list the house and wait and do a bunch of improvements, that they can actually get an instant cash offer or possibly list the house. And so realestateinvestor.com, we are a company that uh, focuses really for these full-time uh, people, uh, business owners that are looking to acquire and both buy, possibly fix up and sell or rental properties. And we do a lot of the marketing for them. So I've got a large team that finds the deals that are not directly on the market, meaning they're not listed with a realtor. Uh, we help them find using our software, which is a proprietary set of software for finding those, those gems and then doing the marketing. And then I have a full-time phone team that really does all the, the qualification and interaction with the seller. So if you're an agent, 
or you're a real estate investor, instead of doing all the work yourselves, uh, our team actually does it for you, and uh, we provide uh, deal flow. And then we've got a lot of training, um, huge, a number of kind of the top trainers in the country where we have a membership site where people can get trained on any topic, whether they want to learn how to do lending, where they want to get coached, where they need help on um, running a business, specifically in real estate, and actually turn it into a profit, profitable business, well-run organization. That's really what we do. I, I think at the end of the day, our business is built to provide a measurable difference that impacts lives. We love the asset class around real estate. And we've got a really good team that's dedicated to help our, our clients and uh, ultimately their, their clients uh, to, do things, uh, to do things the right way and have yeah. a profitable business. So what are some markets in the United States where you think they're overpriced and you're getting out of and you think they're dangerous and they're underpriced and they have potential? Yeah, I'm going to start with the areas that I like. I think they're uh, very similar. Again, I, I don't have any crystal ball, right? However, I, I think history is a great, uh, you know, it's a great navigational tool to the future. And there's a lot of trends that we've seen again and again and again. Real estate is very is very cyclical. And anybody that, that thinks this is the new normal, I think they have a rude awakening coming, my perspective. So I like the markets. Um, I like the center of the country. Uh, I love Omaha, Nebraska. I like areas like Kansas, uh, parts of Indianapolis, uh, North and South Carolina. The, 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 country, the part of the country where the prices are still you know, lower, where in the last market cycle, we didn't see these massive drops. Omaha, Nebraska is an example, never went up or down above about a 6 to 8% drop. And I think I like those markets. I think there's massive upside. There's huge growth in those areas and development and a lot of money coming in. Uh, also, those same areas where you're seeing, um, you know, the smart money, uh, BlackRock and Vanguard, of where that money is, is being dropped in. Um, I love those they're, markets. They're buying individual homes in those kind of markets, you're saying. They're, they're, they're buying individual homes. They're buying in, entire neighborhoods. Yeah. And, uh, and putting those into rental markets. So I, I like to do what the smart money's doing. I like to look at what are the banks doing, right? <laughs> what are the governments doing and what, are, what is the smart money doing? And so I think where there's going to be massive pressure, um, the asset class like retail, I think retail is going to uh, you know, have a lot of pressure in front of us, primarily because of the defaults and the rents not being paid. I think the coastal areas, uh, similar there was a great book from uh, Bruce Norris years ago called The Coming of the California Downturn. Uh, rewrote it to The Coming of the California Crash. He wrote that in 2005 before everything un happened. It was all scientific data. I follow a lot. There's 13 markets that, that follow similar to California. It might be a few more, but I do not really – I think California is going to have pressure. I think Washington, Oregon, uh, Arizona – Las Vegas, uh, parts of Florida, I think, are going to have some, you know, pressure there. Because prices went up too much, and there was too much speculation based on leverage. That's and correct. That's that's what's because this is a different situation than say 2007, 2008, when the cause of the crash was people taking on debt and mortgage they really couldn't afford, and then the collapse of the mortgage market. That's not really what's happening this time, right? It's it's really too much speculative. Price increases is that the reason? Well, for it? look, I, I, uh, I again, I am the naysayer. I'm probably the more divergent than most people. Um, I think that most of this is manufactured. 
Um, I think that uh, I think 2008 was highly manufactured. If we kind of look back at what happened, um, and I and I I think there's going to be a change. I mean, I'm also looking at things like the Great Reset by Klaus Schwab and what's going on with World Economics, uh, the World Economic Forum, and the United Nations and all the treaties that have been signed. So I I'm looking at the global picture and also history. So I I do think that we're going to see a big impact in terms of ownership. Uh, in the United States, I think we're going to continue to see the shrinking of the middle class. I, I, I think there's a great opportunity on real estate, but I think a lot of people who are not part of the game could get wiped out. So, my, again, my take is, you know, buy, buy right. I, when I'm buying, I, like, <clears throat> I love single family still. Um, I do like debt because debt is cheap. I, I like looking at properties where we can turn them, you know, where we can get good location. Real estate has always been location, location, location. A lot of people right now have been buying at a lower, a lower area in some of these war zones. I think there's an opportunity to buy better location, right? If you don't, and number two, I love the Airbnb vac- vacation rental market. I'm looking at Nashville as an example. The rents that are getting on these short-term rentals are fantastic. So instead of renting to somebody, you know, you know, and you get. 1500 rent, you know, even with a high vacancy rate in say Nashville, you might be able to get 3500 bucks a month. Yeah. And it's short so many times over and over. That's right. You don't also have, you know, the this rental moratorium where, you know, renters don't have to pay their rents. And by the way, that all came from the CDC. The CDC and the World Health Organization right. actually created that, which has now been found to be completely, I think the DOJ actually came out and said that's illegal. I mean, yeah, how can this... In the housing business, the CDC particularly is not in the housing business, but they got... No, yeah. Exactly. And, and a private organization, the CDC, being able to tell uh, you know, home, uh, the, the, the owners of property with contracts that, you know, they can't kick people out of the houses. It's, it's complete insanity. But anyway, I think when all that stuff starts to blow over, we do see, uh, you know, change in these markets. But I still love the center of the country. I think North and South Carolina is fantastic. We're actually going out to Florida here, and I'm looking to acquire rental properties in some of the beach, beach areas, uh, like Jacksonville Beach, Neptune Beach, that whole Jacksonville area is fantastic. I still think there's opportunities outside of Tampa and Clearwater and St. Petersburg if we look at the fundamentals. So I'm, I'm not down on real estate. I just think, you know, go back to really smart people. You want to buy low and you want to sell high. This is a absolute euphoric stage of real estate. And, you know, if, if you're buying great, if you're going to be able to hold for the long haul. So there's a time to sell because it's hot. So talk a little bit about commercial real estate right now. I mean, some people would say there's all these stores that have gone under. Amazon's been taking over. People are used to buying things online. Uh, They're doing DoorDash and they're having things delivered to their home. Uh, Is commercial going to come back or is this kind of a long-term decline for commercial properties? Well, I'm not a commercial expert. I've gotten in, I bought apartments, um, and, and storage and things like that. I love storage. I think storage is an absolute fantastic area, especially when you're looking at places where people are leaving. Uh, like California right now, there's a massive exodus, third biggest exodus out of California in California's history. So I think there's a lot of opportunity. I, we, we actually sold and we were, we were actually up by Yosemite, up um, about three hours east up in the foothills. And there's a waiting list of 15 pages to get into storage. So we're actually looking right now to possibly even build storage up here. I think that's a wonderful opportunity. 
but I think commercial is going to get hit. But like anything, Jordan and everybody else, it's like real estate is a long-term play. So I look back historically because I, I, you know, we've I've done a lot of buying and flipping myself, and I do look back. I, I, I really regret <laughs> selling every property you know I've ever bought for the most part. Um, all of our wealth has really, I look at you know our balance sheet, and it really has come from real estate. But the long-term ownership. So if people are buying, I think you want to buy for the long haul, just like Warren Buffett says. This is a long-term game. game. Um, it's all the tax benefits, which, by the way, Biden may be getting rid of in terms of some of his new recommendations to get rid of capital gains and you know etc. But this is a long-term gain. If you're buying today, buy with the fundamentals. Number two is you want to be able to sustain at least, I tell everybody you should have 12 months of working cash flow uh, to cover any of your downside. Usually it was six months, but you really, I'm telling my coaching students, you should really have 12 months minimum where if the mortgages aren't being paid and your renter or your renters are not paying uh, their rents that you can still st- sustain. And I think that if people can do that, they're going to see incredible appreciation. So short term, I think we have a problem. Long term, I think that this is going to be a massive opportunity on the on the, the real estate asset class. <laughs> the last thing I'll say is we've had more percentage of Americans to be able to afford houses today. I think I saw the latest was somewhere around 65% of most people can afford a single family today. Uh, given the debt ratios, et cetera, that historically has been a little bit below 45%. So I think we will be going back where home ownership becomes harder and harder for people. And why? Yeah. Because printed so much money, that means the prices are going to go up. So short term. Affordability has gone down, you're saying. Affor- yes. affordability, affordability will go down. Yeah. Very good. All right, we're going to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Gary Boomershine. He is the founder of realestateinvestor.com. He described what you can find at that uh, website, realestateinvestor.com. Also, you can see his new book, which is called The Freedom Code. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Gary Boomershine. He is the founder of realestateinvestor.com. 
And you can find out more about him at his website, realestateinvestor.com, and also find out about his new book called The Freedom Code. Welcome back to the show, Gary. Great to be here, Jordan. One area that you're very interested in uh, that people may not be as familiar with is private lending. This is where you lend uh, for somebody to buy a house or uh, renovate a house. What is the advantage of private lending in today's market? Yeah, so a lot of people don't even know that this even exists. Uh, why? Because typically Wall Street can't make any money on this. Um, there's tremendous amount of money in, in 401ks and uh, self-directed IRAs, and they're looking for safer investments with better rates of return. So I love private lending. Some people call that individual trustee investing, but what it is is instead of owning the real estate, we're basically like the bank. And a lot of people you know, in the United States, you can't, if you own more than four houses, you can't go to a conventional lender and borrow uh, traditional money. And so there's a lot of investors out there, a lot of homeowners that are actually looking for private sources. And so I am a private source. These are typically companies, smaller companies uh, that are private lenders that are talking to potential buyers of property and they're looking for money. So they're usually putting bigger down payments um, and they're borrowing money at usually higher rates. So as an example, I funded a deal. Uh, it was a $347,000 loan. So I was like Bank of America or Wells Fargo. I'm, I'm, I'm the holder of the mortgage and the security instrument, which is called the deed of trust. Instead of the deed of the house, I hold the deed of trust. And the, the borrower, the owner, actually put $500,000 down. So they came in with $500,000 down to purchase an $850,000 house. They needed to borrow $347,000. Uh, I'm getting 8.5% uh, interest only. It'll probably be maybe a year loan. And, um, and so there's nobody. So the, my worst case scenario in this, scenario, in this situation is if they default, then I would end up taking back the house. Now, as a lender, you, t you never really want to take the house back. We just want the cash flow. But I'm in a safer place. The borrower put up most of, most of the down payment. Right? They put up 500000 which means I'm at a what's called a 40% loan to value. Yeah, very right? safe position. Yes. Very safe. Uh, safer. I can never say safe because the SEC and you know yeah. the ABC police don't like the word safe. Uh, so safer. Um, I always go through a licensed broker and title company, just like a bank would, to make sure that everything is done properly and legally and following the state laws. A lot of the people will you know, write up their own paperwork. I think that's a disaster. Um, but that's usually local. I usually work with smaller companies that do this, already have a reputation. And uh, most people don't realize, but private lenders are usually coming to people like me who have money and saying, hey, would you be willing to fund this deal? And so very easy. There's no work. I don't worry about collecting mortgage payments. That's done by what's called a servicing company. They yep. take a small little spread. I love that. So so you have um, deals at realestateinvestor.com. If people want to lend, you have ways to, to uh, connect them with people who are looking for capital. We, we, we do. You know, it's probably more training. I would say that, uh, you know, our business, realestateinvestor.com, people will come to, the, to us and say, hey, how do I, you guys are experts, who do I go to to really learn how to do that right? And then 
we either have the training ourselves and say, hey, here's the training and here's the coaching that people can help you so you do it right. Or, you know, if you're looking for lenders, here's where to go. So we'll, we're really more of a Rolodex uh, in that case. We have tons of training. We have a membership site, a very active community uh, of people that are doing it. So we've got people that come to us saying, hey, I want to buy apartments or I wanted to get into apartments, where do I go? So we either provide the training if it's our core competence and we're experts at it, or we'll connect them to one of our ambassadors. Um, and then, you know, of course, we have software and we've got all kinds of services on top of that. So yeah. if, in, if people are looking, they're looking to learn, they're looking to be connected, realestateinvestor.com is definitely a good source uh, to connect people. And I also have an active podcast called The Real Estate Investor Huddle that we've been doing for, I think I've been doing it for three years. Lots of content, a lot of experts that most people, you know, are not even aware exist. They're with real people that are really doing this business with success and kind of my trusted group of friends after 17 years doing this full time. Yeah. Let's just do, do a little bit on the broader picture here. You've been talking about the money that the Federal Reserve has been printing. This is happening around the world. The European Central Bank, the Japanese Central Bank, the British, all the central banks are printing Lots of fiat currency. Um, how is this going to end? Is this going to go on forever? Or is there a certain point where a contraction comes and that's going to really uh, cause a major adjustment in the markets? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not a political person, by the way. I'm more of a realist. Some people would even, you know, <laughs> I've, I've been told even the word conspiracy theory. I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I believe in conspiracies uh, that definitely happen all around us. So I, I look at more of the global picture of what's going on globally. And I think that most people should be aware of what's called the global reset. I think my, my take is we're gonna see a transition uh, of where things are going into more of a global currency system. So uh, I think that's coming, I think that's written. You can go read the crazy book from Klaus Schwab that uh, is a little freakish, but- Meaning the dollar will not be the reserve currency of the world anymore. That's, is that's correct. It goes mm -hmm. into a new electronic, more electronic, almost like a Bitcoin uh, type of scenario. So, you know, I, I, I think that's coming. I think a lot of this stuff has been manufactured. Our fiat system is very old and archaic, the way that we do. Like our, the, and you can actually see it. All this stuff is documented, even all the way down to COVID has been, you know, you go out to we, the World Economic Forum, you can see COVID. It was actually created like two years before we even had this, uh, this pandemic thing that, that's going on around us. So I'm looking at the global, the global economy. I think our fiat currency is over, and I think we're going to be going into more of a transition, and it's going to come with some pain. And I, I really, for anybody that is following me, it's like, hey, you could be scared around this whole thing, or you could be a realist and say, hey, there's a transition coming, and how do I put myself on the right side of that curve. And I think that it's pr protect what you have now, start to pivot and profit. Those are the three Ps. I, I really believe in the physical assets. So physical assets being specifically owning free and clear property uh, is close to debt free. I have a lot of, a lot of us are moving our portfolio so that we're, we're not absolutely loaded up on debt, that we're keeping some of our assets as close to free and clear as, pro as possible. So and explain the implications. We have a short amount of time left. Yep. The implications of going off the dollar as the reserve currency and going to this international currency, is that a deflationary uh, event? Well, that's, you know, that's beyond my pay grade. <laughs> 
I I wish I could say I think it's 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 almost you know you got Reaganomics and you got all the inflationary deflationary. I I th- I personally think that there's going to be a reduction in property ownership. Uh, we're going to have the haves and the have-nots. So this middle class concept is going to be going away. You know I, I they have a term for it. You know a lot of people use the word socialism. I don't call it socialism. I actually call it communism. Hate to put it that way, but that's how I'm looking at the world. So I'm I'm looking at how to balance and have so more this, free. This means- Housing is more <laughs> less affordable, and there'll be more renters and fewer buyers in the United that's States. That's absolutely States. correct. Yeah. So that's why I like being in more positions because the problem is if all of a sudden they change the money system, right? And let's you know, there, there's no all the documents out there are not for another bailout. It's a bail-in, which means we become unsecured creditors' last position at the banks. So I like being in more, you know. And, and, and assets without the debt. A lot of people are like, oh, load up the debt because it'll all be forgiven. I don't come from that world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think first position notes is also a great hedge against a downturn. I think uh, having some uh, assets that are free and clear. I, I had a young kid. I know we're at the top of the hour. I, had, I, I was presenting in front of a large audience a year and a half ago. And then I came back in Omaha uh, again. And this young man is in his late 20s. He had a whole bunch. He had like 27 properties that he owned, all very full of debt, and came to me a year, year, little over a year ago, and said, "Gary, what would you do? I believe in everything that you're saying. What would you do?" Well, I said, "I would sell these properties, and I would take the profits, and I'd move them into these properties and rebalance." So, and so he came and he showed me. He now has nine properties that are free and clear. Okay. He's he, and he's got more passive income now than he ever has, and he doesn't have the stress. And I'm like, Very yeah, good. I, think, I think that's where we should be heading. We have to end, unfortunately. So thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Gary Boomershine. You can find out more about him at his website, realestateinvestor.com. Thanks so much for being on The Money Answer Show, Gary. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks again. And we'll be back again next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.